You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans. And as always, you can find Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. The Houston Texans did not come away with the victory in their season finale as they lost to the Tennessee Titans 35-14 to on Sunday. But hey, win or lose, the Houston Texans playoff season was already in the books with a Saturday showdown against the Buffalo Bill. I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my boy. John, some sports guy, Hitman, and yesterday's game against the Tennessee Titans was, you know, it actually went as expected, you know, a win for the Titans who really wanted to seal their fate, and they got into the playoffs. Hold on, let me let me say something real quick. Sorry to cut you off, but... Congratulations to the Tennessee Titans. You know, they second half surge was so good to the point if there was any other team that I wanted to see get that last seed, it would be the Titans. Yeah, the uh, nine and seven hump. They've been nine and seven the past four years. And the funny thing about it is in those four years, they went to the playoffs twice at nine and seven. So uh, kudos to them. Kudos to Ryan Tannehill, who presumably will be back in uh, a Tennessee Titans uniform, big day for Derrick Henry. So, of course, we're going to do the recap of the game, uh, look at some trends and what the Texans can take heading into the postseason. Now, we know uh, half of our team didn't play. When you look out on the field yesterday, you were you were without Laramie Tunsil, Kenny Stills, uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't play. We saw A.J. McCarron get some time because Sean <clears throat> Watson did not play. Uh, Carlos Hyde got some burn. Duke Johnson got some burn. But some of the very key, key, key important guys like Tunsil, Watson, Hopkins, uh, Stills, among others, they did not play. And I really wish when we talked about guys who should not play regardless of the outcome, I really wish – that they could have heard us about Jonathan Joseph because he <laughs> suffered a hamstring injury on Sunday. And this the secondary just cannot get right and stay healthy. He's going to be questionable for the postseason this Saturday. I don't see Jonathan Joseph, especially at his age, turning it around in five days. I do not. But before we even move forward, I want to give kudos to another guy, and that's Whitley Merciless getting the deal done, and the Texans getting the deal done with Merciless, a new four-year contract extension that is worth uh, $54 million, according to the sources we were able to get that out. That's an average of $13.5 million per year, and he gets a $24.5 million guaranteed as signing bonus. They got that deal wrapped up, and I'm super excited about it because his numbers wasn't really eye-popping considering where he started the season. Uh, compared to where he ended the season, ended the season with seven and a half sacks, a couple of interceptions, a couple of forced fumbles. But 
He's needed on this defense, and he's going to be needed in years to come. So they got their four-year deal locked up, Cody. Texas also signed punter Brian Anger, who has been spectacular for the special teams. Uh, they got that contract extension as well, and then went ahead and went ahead and waived DN Joel Heath from the active roster. So, uh, and I think that move was made to make sure that we have a spot for Justin James Watt whenever he comes back this Saturday, hopefully for the Buffalo Bills. A review of what happened has to get done because not only is this a big show because of what happened on Sunday, but what do we see on Sunday that can help out and lead to a victory or what can cause an L for the Houston Texans on Saturday in their very first playoff game where we hope they can get out of that first round. But just like the rest of us, I bet you're going into the year of 2020 thinking about what you did not get done around the 2019 and your goals for the new year. We get it. You set resolutions and maybe you didn't stick quite to it. It happens. Well, if you want to work towards being your best self in 2020, understand more about the world around you and make sure that your time is well spent, Blinkist is for you. Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but doesn't have a but doesn't have a lot of time. Blinkist takes the key insights from over 3,000 nonfiction bestsellers in over 27 categories and condenses them down to 15-minute blinks which are text and audio explainers that help you understand more about the core ideas of each book. Right now, Blinkist has a special offer for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash locked on to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash locked on to get 25% off and a 7 Day free child. Again, that is blinkist.com slash locked on. This basically sums up the season for the Cleveland Browns. Literally two hours after their season finale and a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, ESPN broke the news that Freddie Kitchen has been fired. Good for the Browns organization to move on from a, a head coach that was, I'll tell you what. We call for Bill O'Brien job a lot, and I know he's been here and he's no, no, no. There's no we. There's no we because I don't call for his job. Well, the fans of the of this of the Houston Texans in the city, they call for O'Brien's job a lot because he's been here. He's only had one playoff victory. I understand, but uh, try having Freddie Kitchens as your head coach. I'm glad they got him out. They need to revamp Cleveland. Somebody needs to go into that locker room as a head coach and be a leader of men. And Freddie Kitchens was just not the guy. Now, I want to give kudos to second-year head coach Mike Vrabel. He's making the playoffs for the first time. Um, And give him credit for making the switch. I mean, he could have stuck with Mariota through the entire year and just said, you know what, we'll go find a QB in a draft, but he made that switch, got his team to 9-7, pushed him into the playoffs, had a big 35-14 victory over our Houston Texans where uh, Derrick Henry just ran crazy, you know, averaging 150-plus yards in the two games, 
that he's played Houston because he had over 200 yards Sunday, and we held him to 86 in the first game, but he was banged up, had that hamstring injury. I get it. I understand. However, what did I see out of the Houston, Texas Sunday going into Saturday's matchup against the Buffalo Bills? Well, not much. None of the guys were on the field to really evaluate. (laughs) So that's number one. This was just a, not even a sample size because we we didn't get the product on Sunday that we're going to get for Saturday. However, what I will say is the Buffalo Bills are a tremendous running team. I mean, we know that, right? They can run the ball pretty good. And the way that Sean McDermott has set up his offense centered around Josh Allen and helping him, helping Josh Allen making easier throws or putting him in situations where it's not that hard really has helped out their offense. And look how tremendous they've been. They're averaging uh, 128 on the ground, a notch above us. And we have had issues with stopping good running teams, especially as of late. Uh, And Sunday was no different. Sunday was no different. One thing that I was happy to see was just the fact that we were able to get Atkins involved on Sunday, making sure that we want you to stay ready when your number was called. And it was good seeing A.J. McCarron out there. He had a a touchdown uh, on the ground, and then Duke Johnson had a touchdown. So it was was good to continue to see him get some carries. Carlos Hyde only had, I think, three or four carries. Uh, wanted to keep his body warm. I get it. I understand. It was really good seeing Atkins just continue to stay involved. Uh, Brian Scarlett, he had a good day. Uh, Die had a good day. Carlos Watkins, who rarely plays. It's like he's he's either, he's either a healthy scratch or he's dealing with some lingering issue uh, injury, but he had a good day. So uh, Vernon, Lonnie Johnson Jr., they had a good day. Uh, uh, Gary on Conley had two pass deflections, so he had a good day. And I'm really liking uh, just what I've been seeing from Gary on Conley since he's came to Houston. The secondary as a whole had a problem with A.J. Brown, but at this point, I think everybody's going to have a problem with A.J. Brown. Um, so I'm not going to hold them to it. And I'm sorry, not Vernon, uh, but Vander. Vander just had a good day. He had a decent day out there. Seeing some of the backups get out there and play and and compete, be ready when their number is called, that was what Sunday was about. Because going into the game, especially after Kansas City took care of business early on, we pretty much knew the Texans were not going to play a lot of their key starters. I get it. I understand. I wish Joseph was one of them. Now we have to look at our secondary and see who's going to play what and make some moves around. But going into the Buffalo Bills matchup uh, Saturday for the postseason. I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to talk about it. Sunday's game was just the last game of the regular season. It, it really wasn't much to tell from it. Yeah, it wasn't much to tell from from it. First and foremost, I saw a lot of guys on Twitter talking about, oh, my God, you gave up um, 211 yards to um, Derrick Henry, which, by the way, is a career high. But, guys, look, none of the Texans' important players was playing. So it was really hard to take away anything from this game as we prepare for the Buffalo Bills. But what I do want to say is I I was actually kind of happy from what I saw from DeAndre Carter. Now, you and I know Carter has – it's really been a roller coaster ride 
with him all season long. But in this game, seven targets, six receptions, 65 yards. Um, his longest one was a 21-yard 20, connection between him and A.J. McCarron. With Will Fuller out, if DeAndre Carter, I don't know if it's a confident factor with him or what, but if DeAndre Carter can come out and kind of duplicate the performance he had in Sunday's loss to the Tennessee Titans, I honestly do believe he he will be a good person to fill in that missing void that the Texans need with Will Fuller out. And here's the thing. I think it is a confidence boost for Carter right now. First off, it gotta you're be. not having you're not gonna have to compete with Kiki QT. He only had three targets, one reception for seven yards. I, I, I just he's lost in this in this in this organization right now. And we've noticed that. We've talked about it. And now we understand. So with Carter, and that's not a shot to Kiki, but what I'm saying is with Carter, you know your opportunities are going to be there. You just have to stay ready. And with Will Fuller going down, he had a good day, six catches, 65 yards. We know Kenny Steele is going to get thrown in the mix a lot. They're going to have to game plan to get him more involved with full out. You have an all-pro receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. He has to touch the ball and get more targets going into Saturday's matchup against the Bills, which I believe is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a very, very tough game. The Bills have outstanding defense um, led by Trent Davis at cornerback. I, I like him. He's one of the best corners in the league. So it's not going to be a game Saturday where, just like any game, you're going to have to you, – that you can go into the game lollygagging. There's going, to be ha- there's going to have to be a true game plan. And I think Carter can fit into that game plan. Quick, shifty, get him the ball in space. He can do a lot of the things that Kiki can do. But what it feels like is the confidence is gone with the coaching staff and Kiki. The trust is gone between the two. And Carter just has stepped right in to fulfill that void, to fill that void, rather. So going into Saturday's game, I think he will be an intricate part of what the offense can do. And then especially a factor on uh, special teams as well. And um, before we get out of here and move on to the next topic, shout out to A.J. McCarron. I honestly do think he did a fairly good job. He, he threw for 225 yards. He ran for a touchdown. I kind of think he could have done a little bit more if he didn't get sacked four times. Uh, but I think he played pretty well in this game. Not saying that, you know, if anything happens to Deshaun Watson between now and throughout the playoffs, I do think we are in trouble. But you know, shout out to AJ McCarron. Give him his little five minutes of fame. Yeah, AJ McCarron has always been a, a true professional, dating back to his days at Bama, national championship winner. Guy's a solid pro, and it was good to see him get out there Sunday and sling it a little bit. AFC playoff contentions. And matchups, where do the Texans fit into all of this? Sunday was in it was uh, it was a very implicated day. Give yourselves a round of applause if you work with cowboy fans because today, tomorrow, the day after, and pretty much until the first Sunday in February, you can remind them that. They don't have another opportunity to get a ring, their first ring, by the time it, it'll be 2020 in 30 years. <laughs> so it's good to be able to rub that in their face. I, I just, 
I love it. I love it. They completely squandered away their season. Jason Garrett should have been gone a long time ago. Jerry Jones wanted this from day one. He brought Jason Garrett in because he wanted a puppet. And look where it's got him. You have the number one offense in the league, but yet you're not in the playoffs. Oh, I love that song. And as we wrap everything up today, the AFC playoff matchups, um, well, the seeding goes, the Ravens are number one. They have their bye. The Chiefs are number two. The Patriots are number three. Texans, the division winner, of course, at number four. Bills and Titans round out five and six. The Pats play the te- Titans. The Texans play the Bills. This is going to be a very uh, fun playoff matchup between the two. Why do I think so? I honestly believe the Titans can beat the Patriots. And with the Bills and Texans, I don't. I think it's a toss-up. This will be the game that all of the criticism, all of the the ups and downs, the slow starts, everything that we have had issues with the Houston Texans, whether the, whether it be with coaching with Bill O'Brien, whether it be with uh, the secondary and defensive scheme with Romeo Cornell, and whether it be with our franchise quarterback not knowing when and when not. We know we've had that issue over and over again this season. Uh, Saturday, everything resets. Right, Cody? Everything resets. Everything starts over. You get a new game plan going into this game. This game is, can be very winnable for this Houston Texan team. Even without Fuller, which, you know, I've said a couple weeks ago, I'm not going to be handicapped and handcuffed because he is or he's not on the field anymore. I'm not I'm not buying that. You have an all-pro receiver. Find ways to get him involved and get him the ball, get him the targets, right? So this game for the Bills – we're going to talk about this Bills team throughout the week. We're going to talk about it. But the Texans, after the week 15 performance they had the first time against the Tennessee Titans, I'm not going to count the, the, the greatest, worst experience I've seen with the Watson versus Winston, or nor this game this past Sunday game because of the fact that we didn't have our starters out there. Watson wasn't on the field. But this game, Saturday against the Bills, can be – this can be the game where we say, oh, wow, well, hey, this is what we wanted all year. Game planning is going to come um, come into play a lot against this Buffalo Bill. Very tough team, very tough defense, very blue-nosed, hard-nosed team. They're not pushovers. 10-6, Sean McDermott has done a hell of a job coaching them up. This could be a very good game. You really think the Tennessee Titans are going to beat the New England Patriots? I said there's a chance that they can beat the Patriots. You have Derrick Henry, who's hot. He won the Russian title. You have Ryan Tannehill, who can do some things outside of the pocket. He's a very good pocket passer. He can also move around outside the pocket. A.J. Brown, he's going to have a great matchup with Stephen Gilmore, and I expect Gilmore to win that. But Corey Davis, Taze Sharp, those guys are going to have to step up big for um, the New England, I mean, for the Tennessee Titans offense. But it's a possibility. You, you, you do know this game is going to be in New England, right? They also lost to the Miami Dolphins. You 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 do know you do know this 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 team, the New England Patriots, finished the year number one in defensive yards allowed. Well, with the least defensive yards allowed. You you do know that, right? They also lost to the Miami Dolphins. 
I understand I'm not that. The, I'm not picking the Titans to win. I'm saying there's a chance. And let's be honest. There's a chance they can beat the Patriots. Nah, maybe if they was playing in Tennessee, but I mean that's 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 a game that we could revisit as the week goes on. Um, I'm not too sure about that. Well, I think it's a possibility. Uh, I definitely think it's a possibility. Right now, the Houston Texans have a 1.3% chance to make the Super Bowl, according to ESPN Power Rankings. So 1.3. In order to increase that, you got to go out and you got to get a win Saturday against the Buffalo Bills. But sometimes you don't have the time to go do it. You ever have a long day at work, a tough day at school, stuck in the office? Well, sometimes you got to treat yourself to a meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with DoorDash. Your sweatpants are on for the day. You don't want to go anywhere. You're sick of microwave food. Here comes DoorDash to save the day. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local to-go's or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, we've got a special deal. Get $5 off your first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code locked on. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app at the App Store and enter promo code locked on. Again, that is promo code locked on. Get you some free. Go ahead and treat yourself. Get a nice discount. $5 off on the DoorDash order. It's definitely worth it. Trust me. All week, we're going to be talking about the playoff matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Texans, what I believe the Texans have to do in order to win against this Buffalo Bills team come Saturday. It's very simple. Every day this week, we're going to have time to talk about what the Texans can do to make it to that next round, a critical round. They haven't been since they beat a very banged-up Oakland Raider team a couple of years ago where Connor Cook was your quarterback for the Raiders. So Saturday is a very important game. I can't wait to talk about it. We are here. Locked on Texas. I'm John, some sports guy. Hickman, follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy with two eyes at the end. My boy, Cody. Yeah, and please follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, word from the wise. I, I don't. I have no words from the wise outside of look at Dallas and look at Cleveland. <laughs> That's it. It could always be worse. It could literally always be worse. You could be a Brown fan where you had all the hopes in the world this year. Or you can be a Dallas Cowboy fan where you just kind of knew this was coming. You just waiting on the time. I'm having the countdown on when would Jason Garrett get fired. That's my countdown right now. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.